tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! There's the music. There's the intense music of defiance. So intense. Oh, it is back. I cannot believe it's back already for season three, episode one and two, crammed yeah, together as both one. together, yeah. Put together uh, the world we see's semicolon, the last unicorns. Mm hmm. And uh, we're back. Yeah, man. It's just the two of us, but we're here. Yeah, it is a dilapidated panel, but the panel's the here. The panel still exists. It may be down to two, but it's we're strong. here. We're, but it's a strong panel. We're like the last of the Omex. We are. You're yeah. a good good, good call right there. And yeah. I am Scott Moore, and you can follow me on the Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And to my left, in the red plaid. Hi, I'm Jesse Klein, and you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. Because you are number one, and you're number one to me at least. Oh, thank you so much. And we didn't plan our, our red and green plaid. We just we're, we're just so just, in sync now. By the time we get to season three, that we just we, we just planned it. Just happened. It, it just happened. Christmas our themes. It it's is. snowing in defiance. That's right. Winter has come. It was ninety. Defiance. It was ninety five today in the valley. <laughs> but you wouldn't know it in defiance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So before we get started, I will tell you there's a great thing that that you all can do out there. And what? that's the the pod the podcast one survey. Okay, it takes like three minutes, three minutes or less. I mean, it, you'll you'll get it quicker than you get something brought to your door at Amazon. Okay, it's podcastone.com. Go check it out. It helps us here know exactly what you all need out there because really at the end of the day, it's it's all about you. It's all about you. So check out podcastone.com. Do the quick three minute survey. Let us know what you think. Let us know how we can make this the best that it can be. Yes. And, and if you're following along on the Twitter or the social media or anything else, we are at hashtag ABTV Defiance. So that way, hopefully, we can uh, interact with you all. And I definitely love interacting with everyone from the beginning season one. A shout out to Nadia J. Ryder on Twitter. She has been there from the beginning yeah. and a great fan and was already tweeting to me before I'd seen the episode. <laughs> I was like, what? What's going on? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I, I love interacting on Twitter and YouTube, uh, like comments back it and is. forth. It's, it is. It's super helpful. We do. We uh, love we love hearing from you guys. So wherever that is, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, you know, YouTube, please let us know because we miss things a lot of times. We're watching, and yeah. we jump right in, and there's definitely things that we missed. Yeah, so. I'm super raw. I just watched it, like, three minutes ago, and Scott saw it when it aired, so... Yeah. So, like, I am I am still, like, recovering from right. everything that's happened. I'm, I'm still, like, trying to process what happened in this episode. I'm I'm just raw right now. I'm, I'm ready to... I'm ready to go. What's going on? <laughs> Whew, I know. I mean, my God, what a crazy episode. I was this not was expecting insane. it. I was... Totally not expecting it, and and good thing for a lot of people that were tweeting me before didn't give any spoilers. But uh, oh, nice work! But a very nice job of that because yeah, we start from the there are a lot of spoilers there that could happen. So in this much episode. stuff that happened. So basically, we're picking up seven months later. Yeah, from where we were at the end of last season, yeah. and um, Nolan and Arissa had taken a nap. 
Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, and and we we see that, and I was going to kind of talk about a little bit of of the Nolan and Arissa stuff. Is that it, it tends to happen with a lot of shows, which is great. But now that we've been introduced to all the other characters, we get to see so much more of the other characters, and doesn't necessarily have to be all about the lead characters anymore. Yeah, you know, like in a lot of ways, Nolan and Arissa could be out of the picture in a way, and and you wouldn't necessarily miss them because there are so many other well developed characters now in the show and that speaks a lot to the writing and also just as the show progresses and kind of matures and advances that you have enough backstories in these other characters you could continue without them yeah for sure i think i think that's an interesting kind of point i i mean i still i, I don't know as soon as they got released i was like mm-hmm. ah okay i'm glad we get i'm glad we of get course. them yeah right i mean they yeah. are from the beginning and it is really from their perspective and everything but i had just noticed when they got released to that point i thought these characters are so strong and and yeah. have such such dimension now that they can stand alone, and they have so many different arcs that they could go on with those particular characters. For sure, and actually, that's going to hit a point later on for me, because uh, I'm I'm still I'm still I'm I'm just angry about this entire episode. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm like, ah, why did these people die? Why did this happen? Like, oh man. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to kind of think about them missing like the last seven months, like what Amanda had to deal with right. without having a, like a, right. the law there. Basically, exactly. she had Berlin, yeah, and, yeah, and that's it. Like it's it's interesting to think about like what happened in this town. Like they ran out of Ghoulanite because the entire mine was caved in. Mm-hmm. Like they were. They're dealing with everything. The, oh, um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was down to yeah. 3%. Yeah. Interesting, Amanda's mayor again. Yeah. So she's back in power. And we. Uh, I, I don't recall from the end of last season, but we don't know how she came back in. Obviously, we know with everything with what happened in the end of last season, yeah. but she got back into power. I, I think um, it was just, you know, the... Um, Everyone left, and mm-hmm. she just kind of <laughs> assumed power again. Yeah. yeah, I guess she assumed power. The other thing that was great, I guess, bigger budgets with the new season is that just the visual effects are are have oh, gotten man. so much better. So cool. I mean, it started off. We see a new alien, yes. like a new a new ship. Yes, and that whole visualization of the, with the pods landing, everything was so it was really cool. gorgeous. I was like, yeah. okay, more money now means they they threw some more money at some of these visual effects and the CGI because it was looking really good. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I'm on board. I get to see a new alien. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the purple, they kind of look like um, kind of look like genies. Yeah, kinda a little like, bit. Got, like a little genie vibe. I got to like them. a genie vibe, but also like a slash like a vampire feel, which yeah. was kind of like oh, okay, we're kind of going with this mythological story point now because that's kind of how it felt with the whole yeah. feeding and. They're out in the dark and they have the, fangs and the multiple sets of teeth. Yeah, I thought that was, was like, really cool. It was cool, effect. but I didn't want to. I didn't want to feel like we're going down this vampire mythological road now with these that are feed on everything. And, yeah, but I was like, that's kind of a tired mythology. But I agree with you. I like the introduction of a new. A species, a new race that we thought was basically extinct. Yeah, um, the Omec. Yeah, so it was great to like see that. In fact, they're not, and they're going to be playing a huge role in this entire season yeah. here. Which is going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I'm really interested in them. Uh, Omec is also the name of a tribe in like South Central America and Mexico. They're the guys with the big heads. Mm. They made big heads and floated them down a river. Anyway, back to this. Hey, it's uh, a good. That's a good yeah. point. The more you know, I need the more you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I I mean I was excited about it. They they're coming for Ghoulanite. They mm-hmm. they're obviously they have a technical advantage on everyone. Mm-hmm. They've got these awesome floating orbs that are doing 
all sorts of stuff for them. They're lighting the way. Yeah. They're mining for them. She mm-hmm. just like sends out three right. and it makes and it just spins in. Yeah. I was like, oh, that seems that seems <laughs> fairly easy. I I wish I wish we'd had those around last right. year. Where, yeah. Right. Like where were they at last year? Yeah, we could it, really use the help. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was so we saw that and and you know again going back to sort of with Amanda and what the town is going through, you know it's all gone to hell. Yeah, the stasis nets down, so they're basically vulnerable to attacks. Uh, you know the Malkai mines have basically collapsed. We see you know that now the Omega are in there and using that to their advantage. Um, Doc's leaving. Yeah, the Doc wants to get out, but oh my gosh. Amanda great, convinces her to stay. The great thing about Doc Yule is that she really has the best comedic lines. She's my favorite. She's, she's my favorite. My, my favorite. And, and yeah. again, she, even though she's not the lead, she ends up having the best lines out of every yeah. character. She kind of reminds me of so many other sitcoms in the past, like the Jackie to the Roseanne and those type <laughs> of characters, you know, that are yeah. not the leads, but they always deliver the best, like, comedic yeah. lines and have the best situation. She always does. And there she was when we first see her again. She's got her sunglasses on because she's gambling. Yeah. I, it was, it was hilarious. She's so salty. And yeah, she's like, I'm getting my yayas out, you know. Yeah. Like she's just, she's, she's hilarious. And and the thing that I never really noticed, and I guess it's kind of on, on me, is that the need want has that really like that saloon feel, that frontier oh, yeah. feel. That I guess I noticed, but I didn't really pick up on it until really, you know, the end of last season. But this yeah, with season, the especially, prostitutes up top, right? And, and, like, yeah. and they're like gambling and and everything. It just ha- totally has that frontier like well, saloon. I, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is uh, this is a show that's basically about the old west yeah. mixed with aliens, right. and so like the need want is definitely like that saloon. Like yeah. you would. I, like there are some scenes like throughout the seasons that are almost like yeah. painting over an old west thing exactly. with like an outlaw coming in and pushing exactly. through the two doors, and like even in this there was a holdup, and uh, there are people who probably were, used to work in the mines that were desperate for money, mm-hmm. and Berlin comes and saves the day. Uh, I was like, oh man, Berlin still stay. I thought she. I thought for sure she was going to leave. I did too. I know. After Tommy so I, died, I was surprised that yeah. she was actually still there um, when we saw her. But but you're absolutely right. And and of course, these type of shows play into the bigger social commentary of what's going on in our world and just paint it a different picture sure. by having yeah all this uh, mixed of races of, of alien races and and different situations. But it really plays on on what's going on in the world social commentary, and you do see that in in the type of show like this. But I, I just I just thought from the get go, just compared to to the past two seasons from the start how i felt like the sh- it was just a very well yeah written episode and you started out with the drama right away and it just escalated from here on out the showrunner of this episode did a really good job on pacing mm-hmm. like it felt like they got the setup done in a very clean way like it was like this is an update on what all of the characters are doing yes. but they did it in such a way that it was also moving the episode forward right like a lot of times like season premieres like it's like it feels a little clunky because it it's like here's what this person's and doing here's and here's what this, what this person's here's doing here's what this person's doing exactly and it yeah. didn't feel that way yeah and it felt like you were moving forward in a really quick fashion too like it was really well done yeah um, I, i'm wondering you know and again it was sort of like last season when they put the two back to back for the season's finale like I'm wondering why this and it just could be a sci-fi scheduling thing, but why jump in with with the first two episodes kind of yeah. combined? Like, what was the reasoning behind it? I, I get it by watching it, 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 it helped. I'm glad they did. I'm glad yeah. they did, but I was wondering if the reasoning was was a certain reason, or they're going to do that. At the are they going to do it at the end too? And 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 
you know, kind of cut at corners or whatever, because it always has me concerned when they do that, like they're trying to burn episodes quick. Yeah. At the same time, but that's just the, you know, that's... network side of me that's worked in that world and kind of always gets nervous about that, because it just feels like the show is finally getting into its stride. Yeah. It's now in the third season, like I was saying, you, you have these other characters developed, you have really good uh, writing, you, you have really good drama this year, which already it's it's set right from the beginning. Yeah, well, I, I think maybe uh, it could be that scheduling thing, but I think what I like is it kind of set up the energy for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, it felt like a good way to, uh, it felt like a good way to set up the season and really make sure that, uh, make sure that the energy was right and that we've got these characters, like these huge kind of moments that happened here and really pushed it through. Like, a lot of the big reveals happened in the first half. Oh, yeah. Like, the first hour. Like oh, the yeah. big The big things happened in the first hour. So it was a great way to set up the rest of the season. I felt, I think, may, it, like, if it was their choice, then it was their choice to be like, this is what we're doing. Right. Deal with it. Like, it, this is what this season's going to be like. This season, like, I don't know. No one feels safe to me. Right, and like, that's the way exactly the, w- the way yeah. they set it up. Yeah. They totally did play it off that way from the beginning. And that's, again, what I thought was great. And you have sort of these two new enemies now yeah. that are starting off from the first season. And now we got to see how it's all going to play out. And, yeah. and like you said, they've obviously made it show that nobody's safe. Because then we, we meet Daytac, Stama, and Rafe, mm-hmm. and they're... They're tracking Pilar and mm-hmm. Christy and Alec mm-hmm. and Luke, and we get introduced to this new antagonistic force in yes. the VC and this great character in General Rom Talk. Yeah, who I hate. I hate him so much. Yeah. I hate Rom Talk, and I don't like him. But he's also the actor is killing it. So like good. he's doing so good. Like he's knocking it. Like he's so charismatic. He's so good. He's so charismatic, and you want to like him so much. And then just all of his actions—he he drives he drives a vehicle that has human heads on the top of it. Like yeah. he's not a good guy. No, not at all. But that's what's so great about him <laughs> yeah. is already you know he he comes and I, I remember him, he was like in Wayne's World or something, and I was trying to remember where because I had researched him a little like when yeah. I was watching the episode. I'm like, God, I don't remember because he had all the makeup on. So if anyone out there knows. Tell me what character he was on in Wayne's World because that's one of my favorite movies and I'm just trying to place him. But yeah, from the get-go, you see that this is a bad dude. This is not someone you want to mess with. He's got a lot of power and obviously like running the show here with the VC. And um, again great job with with the human heads and and you know the human ears and oh, that he's man. like going in to eat and everything oh, so like gross but it was fantastic like i was like yay you know yay to sci-fi getting some good good props in there and, and making it happen and show just how ugly this guy is but it's also like i get where i can get where he's coming from you know he wants to come over and take over and the humans are just in the way yeah, well, I mean, so gotta take him out. I mean, later on we get a little bit of his backstory, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh man, this guy's this guy's a little screwed up. Well, like, of course, he doesn't he doesn't just want to kill all the humans. He wants to then become the humans. Yeah, like he wants their skin. He wants yeah. their clothes. He wants like all of this stuff. And it's like, oh man, this guy is a big weirdo, folks. Yeah. He's he's a weirdo with a lot of power. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him. I like that uh, Rafe gets a good jab at him. He calls mm-hmm. him Edgar Winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that, that is that is pretty much what he does look like. He he looks like a great guitarist. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> funny too. He's like called him pink, called Rafe Pink Skinned. Yeah, 
it's like that was such an interesting again like on social commentary it was such an interesting way of like referring to Rafe you know pink skinned yeah being human and all but um and and like again they, they think fast I like that Daytac and Stama immediately are like Rafe is family we've got to protect him like they think fast they make it look like they captured Rafe right and are trying to get in there and it's like every time I feel like Daytac and Stama because right. I'm so used to them outmaneuvering mm-hmm. people like they're they're always like the more clever person in the room mm-hmm. they're they're such good schemers and every time it felt like they'd outmaneuvered talk he was like three steps, three ahead, steps of him. ahead of him I know and I know it was, it was so frustrating because like oh now Daytac's gonna get him yeah. and we're like now Stama mm-hmm. Stama's probably poisoned his food or something mm-hmm. like that it's like no this guy this guy's so many steps ahead of them he's, it's, he's, he's out manipulated the, the main manipulators I yeah. know because you always felt like they were always scheming so it was almost like oh my gosh you saw them had their power usurped and you kind of felt like oh you kind of felt for them and seeing them taking care of Rafe because he's part of their family which yeah. And so many times in the past couple episodes, they were fighting each other, and you yeah. know, again, they were always scheming. So it was interesting to see them teamed up, yeah, and have their power usurped from this guy. So you saw he was like a big baddie, and he's definitely taking the control from the first episode. Yeah, and no holds barred at all. And I mean, cutting ahead, like Daytac has that great line where he's like, "They may have been humans, mm-hmm. but they were our humans." Right, and it's like, oh man, he's pissed. Like, yeah. talk's not gonna die well. Like when yeah. he dies, he's, it's not gonna be a nice way. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really interesting because all of the main characters all feel in a very dangerous position at the end of this episode. Well, because they all are. Yeah. I mean, that again, sort of what you were saying a second yeah. ago is like nobody's safe because of what happened. Yeah. At the beginning of episode one, it's it's setting the stage for the entire rest of the season. Yeah. Here. Because if you're able to wipe out all those characters right away, yeah, then you're right. You're setting it up to like it's not being safe. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah. And for sure. I think we're going to see a lot more people fall because obviously we saw some of the, and we can save a lot of this for predictions, but we saw a lot of the stuff coming forward. Right. Yeah. And, and kind of being put out there. But yeah, I mean, do we, we even want to go into the whole, um, scene there with with Rafe and I mean we can I mean it's so intense Rafe like they go they find the house that Christy and Pilar and Quentin and uh, Alec have been at mm-hmm. uh, Pilar and Alec have gone out to get wood or something like that well I or mean because they had a lack uh, she had him chained up yeah he was the only one chained up there she had him chained up um you know, because again, she hated. She had some good lines too, though. And yeah. Obviously, hates um, his parents kind of going back to the scheming thing. Yeah. Again, jumping ahead, but her line about you know her basically saying you know I what was it I, I wrote like, down. I, she said like I kill strangers for my family. Your family yeah. kills their S- strangers for themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's like for their own self. God, I want to find that line because it was so good. It was a really good line. Yeah. Uh. Well, and then Quentin, Quentin stays with Christy. And oh, he, there we go. It was Pilar. She said, kill strangers to take care of family, but your parents kill family to take care of themselves. Yeah. And that was such a good line. And so it's sort of where she has this whole thing against him and has him chained up from yeah. the beginning when, at the house there. Pilar is also just an insane person, No, too. she's totally yeah, insane. Like, it's, it's uh, like, there's no, 
poor Alec has mm-hmm. just been in the worst scenario for the a poor long kid from time. From everybody, from every yeah. angle, from his parents and his family to Christy to you know her i mean everybody he's had to deal with all the crazy there were like two episodes last season where he was having a nice time he had a radio station it was great exactly Uh, and even then it was very brief for him yeah so um but never had it easy that poor kid but the the vc find it Mm -hmm. and they come in and quentin who used to be part of the vc comes in and is like you know saying what he's supposed to say in order to be like okay guys it's cool and then man General Talk just executes him. I know, I, and I know this is really, the beast. really crazy. But it just to me, and I could be way off, but it had that feeling of like almost like a World War Two type feeling. Yeah. It's like these people are coming in, invading everybody, and going to everybody's house, and like trying to root out people, and they don't care who they are. They're gonna yeah kill them off if they don't agree with them. Even the house kind of looked like a French countryside. Yeah, it sort house. of had that yeah. in the woods and yeah. and everything. But it, that that was what I was taking from is sort of like a throwback to that, and this general sort of like a Hitler, like some one that's like going to go take over because yeah. he hates these people and you know it's just a whole it, it ugh. and and quentin just dies in front which in, was crazy in front Again, of rafe and right of rafe. i mean that was i it was that was the first one where i was like oh my god they aren't messing around like point blank in the head right in front of rafe i was yeah. like wow this is something you almost feel like would happen at the end of a season yeah as a cliffhanger not to start off the season well it was like that and i was like okay well yeah okay quentin died now everyone else is safe like yeah. they're not going to kill off anyone right. else quentin's a main character right they're not going to kill off another main character mm-hmm. this episode uh and so the vc go in the house they start raiding it uh christy's there she's hidden luke mm-hmm. luke's been hidden they find her though and it gets revealed that she is related to Daytok and Stama, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're going through it. And Quentin, the Daytok slips Quentin a little saw. He gets free and he goes on a rampage, a really cool mm-hmm. rampage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man. Rafe's gonna save the day. Yeah. Rafe saves the day. Right. Rafe always saves the day. Exactly. He always saves the day. Yeah. He's always been there for everybody from the beginning. Yeah. It's old Rafe. He's old reliable. Yeah. My favorite, probably my favorite character yeah. gets shot. He just gets shot like four times in the point blank in, in the, the chest, chest a bunch of times. Uh, and then Rafe dies. <laughs> Uh, but at first I was thinking, okay, that was too easy. And then he came back and he was alive. I was yeah. like, oh, maybe he'll pull through. But I was like, there's no, no way because no. he was shot through the chest. But I was still like, oh, wow. Like, maybe he's th- still hanging in there. Like, this is great because he's always been one of my favorite characters yeah. from the beginning, too. I was like, maybe there's some alien science that will yeah. bring him back. Yeah, right? Last, like, Doc Yule will do something and he'll be okay. Last season, there were a lot of people dying and getting resurrected. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see that. Uh, not the case. Rafe dead. <sighs> I know. Uh, and then I was like, okay. Quentin's dead. Rafe Rafe's is dead. dead. No one no else more. is dying. Uh, but wait. They, and then General yeah. Talk is like, I'm not sure whether you guys, whether uh, Stama and Daytek are loyal to the cause. And he gives uh, Stama Daytek's knife. And he's like, either you stab this girl or uh, either you kill this girl or I kill your husband. Mm-hmm. And that's as... Alec and uh, Pilar are looking through the window and it's like this really intense moment because Stama, a lot of her arc last season was uh, accepting Christy as a daughter and right. kind of really be- like letting her in. Like I think 
I think last season Stama did a lot of growing in accepting Christy right. as a daughter, mm-hmm. and so there's this there's this struggle that Stama has because you can see it. I mean, it's not it's it's not a great position to be in. Like, right, right. A, it's like, oh, do I do this or do I kill her? Like, yeah. what do I do in this situation? And that was so intense. And and it kind of goes also goes back to earlier too with part of the vc and also with stomach with their own issues of like the mixed breed yeah. kid and which i always think of the share song every time here sure. mixed breed but she's, anyways um is that uh, the one where she's like on the back of a yes. horse yeah okay um so that always comes because as soon as they said mixed breed that's all that yeah. goes in my head but everything always goes back to share but um <laughs> but you know so it was like her struggling with that too because i know she's always struggled with like you said with yeah. christy being not of her, of her race and, yeah. and her alien race and everything and and always struggling to accept her and having that moment where she's having to decide what do I do here it's yeah. like there's no easy answer yeah does he, the husband get or do I have to kill I mean that was oh my god that was so intense to and watch then, that and then Christy kind of moves towards the blade yeah. like she goes for yeah, it yeah and I was like, "What's going on?" I couldn't. Be- I, it was so intense. And then actually watch her do that. I was like, "Wow." Was- Why did she? Be- I mean, it's because she wanted to save the baby. She right. wanted to make sure that the baby wasn't found. It was. Uh, it, it was still was, so, intense, it was so intense. I could not believe that she actually did that. Um, and then Christy died. Yeah. Three members of the McCowell family. Yeah. All dead. All dead. In the beginning, in the of beginning the first episode, of the first episode of the season, it was crazy. Uh, three main, like people with lots of lines throughout the entire <laughs> yeah. series, just but gone. Three main characters, three very vital characters, and then the worst, like it was even more like heartbreaking at the end of the scene when you just hear the baby crying. Yeah, and, and there's like nobody there, and, and I'm see, like, oh, and you see, kill uh, me softly, Alec and uh, uh. And Pilar just kind of like reacting to it, mm-hmm. and to them it just looks like uh, Stama just stabbed Christy, mm-hmm. and like they don't they don't they have zero context for it, right? Uh, which I'm sure will come up later in the series. There's going to be, I mean, there's already struggle between him and his parents. There's mm-hmm. or now it's going to be times ten, right? Uh, yeah, his own you know wife mother of his child being yeah. killed by his own mother like doesn't get more effed up than that right there yeah. <laughs> talk about having to go to therapy forever to deal yeah. with that yeah that's no yeah. therapy there in defiance i mean i don't, I don't know, know what you do for insurance then doc you maybe does she, does she do it all i, know. I don't know does she take human insurance i don't yeah. know because <laughs> um, that's a lot you have to go through but, but yeah that that was just such an intense scene again and i had some people that were kind of commenting before i saw it. i was like i wasn't expecting such a dark episode i was like what like okay that was like, what are you dark. talking about yeah i mean i i remember watching it being like there's got to be like it was fake bullets mm-hmm. or like something it's like no these people are just straight up dead mm-hmm. they're dead people from the beginning so yeah. we, we've set the stage a now very violent episode with, with the violent series but with you know the vc trying to take over yeah and then on the flip side You've got the OMAC that are there and are basically up to no good as well. Yeah, well, that are, we, you know, that are using this to get what they need to be able to bring their and people back. And their first thing they do is like not terribly evil. They no. don't kill Nolan and Arissa. Like the uh, the girl, what was her name? Uh, Kinsey. Kinsey. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kinsey wanted to eat them. Uh, but uh, I'll find it. Uh, but Tevgen Tev. 
uh, so many alien names. Yeah, Tevkin. Uh, Tevkin. Yeah. Tevkin was like, no, With hold her, it, her dad. Yeah. yeah, hold back. And then so like they wake up in the snow, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, they they are like, what's going on? They've got cuts on their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out that Arissa is kind of dealing with some PTSD. Like she's, I mean, very rightfully, she's got a lot of guilt mm-hmm. because she bombed New York and <laughs> killed Tommy and killed a lot more people, lot people. Even though she was being, you know, influenced by the machines, right? She's still taking responsibility for that, and she still has those memories. Right. And so, like, she's she's got this real bad case of PTSD, uh, understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is a very interesting position for her to be because she used to be so reliable for Nolan to be kind of his second in command. She was an effective law person, mm-hmm. and now she's kind of holding back and trying not to be as violent. <laughs> which, after seeing what happens in this episode, I'm, nonviolence might be the way to go. Well, what I was going to say, yeah, yeah, with everything else goes swirling around them, it's almost like she has to be the one, the rational, level-headed. Yeah. But the the great comedic relief about this whole, uh, well, two episodes was you know the book being written about her. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I, I, that was so funny. And she's like, "What?" She's like, "Oh, you're the one from the book." This fantasy novel. Yeah. yeah. And the guy wants it signed for his boyfriend. Like, can you sign my book? Like, yeah. She's out there in the middle of like, this is so funny. Like, what a great little comedic relief to have all that. So now she's like this little mini celebrity. Yeah. In the midst of all of this craziness. Uh, I'm like, who wrote the book? <laughs> yeah. Who did write that book? <laughs> who wrote the book? That's something we'll have to figure out who wrote that book. But, and then um, Berlin comes and beats the heck out uh, of her. Yeah. Because she killed Tommy. Like, right. Of, of course. course. Of course. She's yeah. pissed off. Rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, and again, I didn't expect to see Berlin here, but I guess after you kill off everybody, you got to keep some faces in there. Yeah, and I mean, it may, it makes sense that Berlin wants to stay and become the law, especially after Tommy died. Right, like, and no one's out of the picture for the yeah. past seven months, so you need you someone fill in there to vacuum. fill that vacuum. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and she's just like, she's she's so angry. Mm-hmm. They're not done. Like, that, that relationship is not done between Berlin and Arissa. Like, that's... That's an anger that's going to go through the entire season, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think eventually they'll probably, like, reconcile. But right now, like, of course, she's angry with Arissa. Arissa killed Tommy. Right. Of course. Again, rightfully so. Yeah. So you have that going on. And again, as we're kind of going back to the to the Omex and sort of what they're all about, did you feel like there was this attraction between Kinsey and, and Nolan. Yeah, there was a weird... Like, there was that weird vibe. There was a vibe. weird sexual tension. There was definitely sexual tension there, and I was like, oh, he wants to be licked by her, like, when she yeah. was doing that whole thing. Like, it yeah. was... It, there was definitely something there, and I'm wondering how that's gonna play out. Well, the actress who was playing her is playing, like, the... Is playing her very animalistic, right? And like she's kind of, like, stalking him in mm-hmm. that stall, and it's like, oh, man, they're... Are they gonna? Right, there's definitely something going on there. I feel like they're gonna hook up. Yeah, I was like, there were there were times in that stall. I was like, are they are they gonna hook up? I right know, now? right? Like right now? Like right in front of everyone? Are we is gonna? It, or is that gonna be some gonna tension be later? Yeah, that they're gonna hold so, on to for a while. But I wasn't sure if I was the only one that kind of felt that, or yeah. if I was just totally off. No, I think that there was, was definitely some tension there. I yeah. was like, ooh. He wants to be licked by her. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I like the act. Both of the actors who are playing the Omec, I think they're both they are they're both playing them very interesting. I, they're both believable as part of the same race, mm-hmm. but it's it's very believable that Kinsey Kinsey kind of reminds me of Arissa in a lot of ways. Exactly, as well. I was going to say that like she's, she's very feral. I felt like it was very yeah. much the same dynamic that Nolan and Arissa. It's like they're yeah. the same dynamic. 
Except I, I don't feel any sexual tension between um, uh, Arissa and Nolan, and I feel a lot between Kenzie and Nolan. Yes, but I'm yeah. but they're cross. I, yes, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I'm just talking about like the father daughter. Yeah, between uh, what's his name? I always forget it now. To Tevgin, Tevgin, and yeah. his daughter is very similar to Nolan yeah. and Arissa. That dynamic and sort of it's like the two versus the world kind of feeling, you yeah. know. And and so it's sort of their parallel in that sense. Yeah, and. And Tevgin has the best voice in TV. <laughs> that guy's got a great voice. I I didn't I I just watched it, so I didn't look yeah. up any other actors. But I'm guessing that guy does a lot I'm of sure voiceover voice work. Or if he doesn't, he needs to get <laughs> yeah. into that. that dude, he's I was like, great. why Why isn't everyone just doing what he's? Yeah, he's probably yeah. someone obvious, and I can't yeah. tell with the makeup and everything on. And I'm like, and everyone's gonna yell, but I hope you do. Yeah. Like, comment, tell, tell us who these people are. Us. Please tell us. Uh, but I was like, why isn't everyone just doing what Tevgin's saying? Because mm-hmm. it sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, but, like, they bring... So they go back to the mines. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Amanda's like, we need... We need, we need fuel. And we don't have it. And no one's like, well, we got out of there somehow. There's got to be a way back in. And they go back to the mines. And they actually uh, shoot Kenzie. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they take her, and Doc Ewell knows what race they are. Oh, yeah. Doc she- Ewell, again, best lines of the night. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's with all the cloak and dagger? And then, you know, she sees who they are, yeah. and she's like, oh, conquer, kill, devour, yeah. which, again, put sounds it- like a great, like, slogan for a presidential election, you she's, know? She's like, put it on put a on t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't forget it. That was great. Yeah. Like, so funny. And, and like, she's like, she's like, they're a predator race. Mm-hmm. Like, all the, they're cannibals, mm-hmm. which we find out is, a, like, a mistranslation. They're not cannibals. They just eat, eat everything, everything else. Everything else yeah. but themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And we, and then we uh, meet, I don't know if we've met this guy before, but uh, Kuroko, uh, who brings out this, like, uh, this text about the Omek, uh, calling them devils. And like, oh, and yeah, talking yeah. about the dread harvest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his son is there, mm-hmm. who's like, "It's all fooey." Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry, son. You learn very soon. It's not fooey. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinsey kills him, and then there's like this, uh, this lynching mob. Yeah. Like they they go after Kinsey. Yeah. Uh, and beat her up with sticks. Yeah. And the bookkeeper. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, what's his name? Because he's was killed too and he's been around since the beginning uh, 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 Saruko yeah Saruko Saruko oh I, I was mispronouncing it I guess yeah. it's Saruko okay it's silent yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah he he's like uh he's like leading this uh this lynching lynch mob, mob. yeah mm-hmm. and like and they're gonna kill her and then they break it up and they're like get out of here dude mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and uh it gets really intense yeah yeah it does uh, and they make a deal with the Omec for the Ghoulanite, 50 50. Mm-hmm. Which was a pretty good deal, I thought. Yeah, it was a smart move. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's smart to deal with these people. No, it's not smart. Um, but at the same time, before we get too far along, I also was going to go back and, and you know, w- w- with the VC. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see Pilar and Alak on their own journey, and then, you, you know, Alak gets caught. Yeah. And now he's in the web too from the VC. And yeah. um you know, like again, he he's the general's all about like 
taken yeah. over. Like, and again, going back to historical and social commentary, he calls it manifest destiny. Yeah. And I, again, kind of what you're saying earlier about him, about them being the schemers, he has the best line about them saying, you two are a bunch of treacherous snakes. Yeah. And will just disappear into a woodpile if I let you both go. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was basically like it wasn't until he caught their son that he realized he had a play now, of, yeah. like an emotional attachment. And now he can send them both back into town knowing that yeah. they're not going to work against him because they're wanting to make sure their son gets back safely. Yeah, that's a, that was a huge power play because Daytac and Stama were on their way to kill him. Right, right. Like they'd fashioned the, shivs. The literal, yeah, their little yeah. letter openers and everything. Yeah, and, the letter openers. Yeah. And uh, they were going after him, and they're like, nope, we got Alec. He's got a big – he's mm-hmm. got so much leverage on them. He does. It's, it's crazy, and, so – and uh, you know what? Like, I kind of, like, getting into what's going on, like, it's it's bad news all around. Like, there's nothing good going, like, there's not a positive storyline right now. No, it's all, like, like, bad. Because Pilar now has Luke, and she's singing Queen to him, mm-hmm. and it's it's really creepy by a fire. They're just, like, out in the I woods. I know. They always, do, they always throw yeah. on that cheesy music, and they still kept it up here yeah. for the season. Uh, one more thing before we go to predictions, though, is that whole stuff where... You know, uh, um, Doc Yule has to have a chunk of her skin taken off. I don't know who I like anymore in this show. I know, show. that six by three protoform to be able to fix, uh, you know, to fix, um, Kinsey's wound, which I thought, again, she has that great line, like, oh, I'm just like a big tub of spackle. Yeah. You know, but it was fascinating because they it, drugged and skinned her. They basically skinned her. On one hand, I was like, wow, no one's very trusting of the Omec right away. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, are you sure they're doing this the right thing? Because like, oh, it's not going to hurt her. I'm like thinking, you're taking out a six by three inch chunk? Like, that's, that's not a, That's normal. a huge chunk. Yeah. You don't just take it off. And the fact that he was so trusting to these new people and not to and the doctor just... he's known for, for years now and knowing what her feelings were and how fearful she was of them. And he didn't seem to take that into account at all, which I thought was interesting. I was so pissed. Like, yeah. I was I was like, why are you doing I this? I was like, poor Doc, you all. Like, like Doc, just, yeah. I mean, I hope, I mean, I kind of hope the Omex win now. I kind of hope they come through this yeah, town and, yeah. like, how how am I supposed to like Nolan and Arissa and Amanda after they've held down someone who at least is on good terms with them for the time being mm-hmm. and skinned her? Like, these are the main characters of your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, real quick with predictions. Yeah, let's get into predictions. Now that we've seen the first two episodes. TV predictions. Ooh, gotta love the scary music. Yeah. There's, again, what do you think? Predict something here because there's okay. so much to go with. Uh, I'm going to predict that there is going to be a romantic thing between Kinsey and Nolan. Yes. I think there that something will come out of that. I think Kinsey will start liking uh, Earth and mm-hmm. not want to do a harvest as much as her father will. Uh, I have to agree with you on that one. Okay. And that was because I felt like that's how they're setting up. Because obviously we're going to have these dividing factors. We're going to have the VC and we're going to have the OMAC. But I feel like the OMAC are going to team up with the Town Defiance because there's going to be the yeah. the love thing there that, that Kinsey's going to find an attraction towards towards Nolan and, and find that she's happy and Earth and doesn't want to do this thing. Because again, we see that really Tevagan was sitting there scheming because he yeah. didn't want to do anything. He's like, we can't defeat them just the two of us and if we try to we'll be killed and that ends our race because we got to get the stuff back to take care of everybody back in all the pods all those pods so they're the only two left so you already know that, that this is definitely setting that up and so yeah. they're going to do whatever they can to lie low until they can get what they need with the ghoul knight to get the rest of their pod back but it will definitely set up a really big 
you know season here the VC versing that so it's going to be interesting but I do think what you think that the OMAC are going to end up siding with and and uh, being allies with the town awesome so it's going to be interesting to see how it play out because it's, it's dark and heavy right from the start yeah, real dark and heavy set up for a good season yeah so before we go where can they find you uh, you can find me at JessKlein1 that's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N the number one and you can find me on Twitter at SMAN80 that's S-M-A-N-8-0 and again definitely use hashtag ABTV Defiance. Uh, love to interact with you guys. Sign up, subscribe to YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, interact. We love to hear from you all, and thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.